Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the VRIC Community Podcast. I'm your host, Knight Armstrong, and today's guest is Zahid Hussein, the Director of Hunger Prevention at ICNA Relief USA here in Dallas. He gives us an in-depth look on what is happening here in Dallas when it comes to just any kind of relief. We're seeing a lot of layoffs. We're seeing a lot of people no longer having a job and what their organization is doing to combat it. Um, He also shares with us a really moving story about a single mother who needed help and what Igna Relief could do for them in her trying times and how she succeeded and is now living a fruitful life thanks to the efforts that they put forth. Um, I definitely did cry when he was telling me that story. It was just truly moving. And I hope on this Friday you think about helping out. If you're feeling like you need to help out in some way, he shares with us his number so that you can contact him and become part of the relief effort. Without further ado, I would like to give a heartfelt thank you to him for coming in and sharing with us. Thank you so much. How are you and your family doing? Is everything all right with you guys? Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, sister. Everybody is fine. Everybody is taking themselves inside the home. And uh, I have my mother-in-law, a senior citizen. We are taking extra precautions uh, for her. Yeah, alhamdulillah. Uh, how has this transition been for you, like, since the pandemic sort of hit Dallas till now? How has how everything been affected for your work with, I know, ICNA, Relief, and but also you personally? Personally, alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, uh, a more thought process has been shifted towards the precautions and uh, hygiene, uh, pre- hygiene precautions that one needs to take into consideration. Wear masks, keep social distancing, and have always gloves whenever you step out of the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, take precautions even when you come out, come from outside inside the house. Remove all the stuff, unwanted stuff, shoes, and all that. And uh, that personal precaution is being taken care. Uh, as far as the work is concerned, sister, uh, when this pandemic started. Then itself, uh, Ikna Relief National Shura decided to step up our work, not close down any of our operation. We have about 37 food pantries across the United States. And uh, we took an executive decision not to close down our operation because this is the time for us to step out, show all all the Muslim faces to the community, specifically non-Muslim community, and uh, uh, do our best to support them in the time of crisis. And hence, uh, having decided that we prepared our flyers, and uh, let me take a test case of Dallas here. For a week, we started working, uh, supporting with our staff, delivering food boxes, taking up calls, everything by ourselves. And the first masjid that came and approached us to partner this effort is Allah Bless Valley Ranch Masjid and its board and its members and its volunteers. Alhamdulillah, they came and partnered this effort with us. And hence, other wasajids seeing this particular model started partnering with us as well. 
So one good thing about Valley Ranch Masjid partnership is that, alhamdulillah, all the volunteers, uh, I believe most of them are from IT, and all of them hold managerial posts. They are process-oriented. Everything from A to Z was pondered over, thought over, and then placed the process uh, on the right, uh, right spot. And alhamdulillah, it's been going on smoothly. And of the number of boxes that got distributed, the maximum number of boxes that were delivered was through the volunteers from Valley Ranch Masjid. Oh, wow. What, how, what has been the increase for this, uh, this community here? Like, what do you typically give out for on a typical where it's not a pandemic, <laughs> right? But versus what's happening now, what's the need now look like in comparison to what's normal? Um, having interacted with the families in need, uh, there were two, two flavors of immediate urgent need that has, that has come into my attention. One, of course, is most important is food. We came across several elderly folks, non-Muslims, Caucasians, Afro-Americans, Hispanic, who are on wheelchairs and waiting for their caretaker to come, who has not been coming to their home for two days. And they were worried to death, like, what will happen if my food uh, supply finishes? Yeah. And these are the most vulnerable community members, and they need big time support in this aspect. And when we brought in, when we took the call and spoke to them, some of them even mentioned like, hey, you know what, I'm allergic to this particular stuff. Instead of this, can you bring this item, which is available in World Food or Whole Food? So we went and bought that item and then placed it in the box and then gave it to them. So this kind of support, this kind of help is very, very much needed. Second uh, uh, group of people who need, again, maximum help is the single mothers. Single mothers with children. Some of the single mothers with, with whom I uh, held conversation with, they were very much worried about their rental assistance and utility assistance. These are the sisters who were working on uh, as a front desk cashier job or working in, uh, in the small mom and pop shop or hairdressing salon. Right now, every, the whole business is stopped and they have been sent home with no pay. And hence, they are kind of worried, uh, how am I going to pay the rent? So in this aspect, if uh, the masajid with their sadaqah money and zakah money step up, inshallah ta'ala, a um, couple of cases came from Valley Ranch itself. Uh, a doctor called up and recommended one of the sisters uh, who lives in India for help. So these are the two important aspects that came into my view uh, since I'm being in this career for the past like 12 years. And uh, I feel this needs to be addressed immediately. Yeah. Is there stuff that people can do to help in this time for ICNA relief in Dallas? Yes, sister, there are several ways where, where uh, 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 one of our society members can help us become our volunteer to, de to deliver the box because sometimes we are receiving calls as far as Karsikana, as far as Princeton. What has happened was all the masajid has taken the responsibility, but they have a limited diameter of place radius where they can uh, venture out and then deliver. For example, if something comes from Princeton or Selina, uh, I don't think Salin Masjid or Ethic Masjid would take that initiative to go. There are very few handful of volunteers 
one of the brother i i should mention him is an uber driver he called me and he said i most of my most of the time i'm sitting idle at home doing nothing but i want to do something for the community for the sake of allah subhanahu wa taala so if there is any kind of far off places where people cannot deliver call me and i'll do the job for you inshallah so these are the people alhamdulillah they are coming out and uh, stepping out of their way uh, helping doing their best on the other side since we have been running the show from past four weeks uh, alhamdulillah all the three food pantries dallas fort worth and irving masjid food pantry were uh, was full of stuff full of uh, food items now alhamdulillah after after distributing about 345 boxes uh, our stocks are kind of depleting fast and that's where we need financial support i have already spoken to at least 3 to 4 uh, wholesalers some of them in dallas and some of them in austin and houston for uh, for items like rice flour sugar Uh, vegetable oil because these are the essential commodities right without this we, we cannot cook we cannot run the show in the kitchen so these are the mm-hmm. items are depleting fast so we need to order them and for that we need cash we need donations financial donations i have made a request to all the masajids as well alhamdulillah alan masjid was the first to come to our rescue they they sponsored a pallet of rice each pallet cost about 2000 dollars right now as of now next week we do next week we don't know uh, what would the price be but as of now it's 2000 uh, dollars uh, about 250 uh, pallet uh, uh, rice bags would be there in one one pallet wow um, has that price just skyrocketed since the start of the pandemic it is, it is skyrocketing gradually though Mm. uh the the rice bag which used to cost us $6.50 is $8 now and uh, the wholesalers are telling me like we don't know when the next consignment from uh, india pakistan or bangladesh should arrive so whatever stock they have naturally they are trying to raise the price and make money out of it. yeah so this this episode here will be airing uh this friday for jumma inshallah uh what would you like to tell the people that are listening that can help my first request would be to please stay safe uh, especially those families which have elderly people and little children in their homes take all the necessary precautions whatever federally mandated precautions are there please be serious about it and uh, that way we can ward off all this uh, major calamity at least start from our own home and then it can it can be implemented everywhere so number one is that number two is number two is make lot of dua for everyone and there are people who are suffering not only muslims but there are also a lot of non muslims who are suffering we need to make dua for them as well alhamdulillah and uh, for support and donation yes please contact me uh, my number is 2142985857 if you would like to volunteer or if you would like to make a donation inshallah taala i will guide you and um, we we can put your help into the right use what has been a really inspirational thing that you've seen come out of um, this sort of calamity one thing uh, being a relief worker uh i had always implemented projects here in Dallas and Fort Worth 
and alhamdulillah my way of doing uh, things is start small and have it implemented properly do the lessons learned go back to where you have started improvise the process and then spread it across the whole nation alhamdulillah the food pantry project the one which we had in dallas started similarly and alhamdulillah throughout united states all the 37 food pantries have implemented the same processes same software and we are recording data here uh, inspirational if you are talking about for this particular calamity uh, we have come across several families who never expected an organization to step forward to take care of their needs one of the testimonial that i have received from a, an elderly like 85 years old Caucasian lady, she said that my children have disbanded me. They have not, they have not even called me during this crisis. Wow. I don't even know you. And you are there knocking on my door, providing me food. And the next thing she quoted was, I am going to visit the mosque in my nearby, wherever my area is. I'm going to visit them and try to understand what you guys are doing. That really made my day, alhamdulillah. Never expected in, uh, a stranger to whom you are delivering the box, food box, to get such an excellent testimonial from them. And this is the right image of a Muslim helping non-Muslims. And this is what it should be. How long have you been in um, the relief industry? I started when Hurricane Ike struck uh, Houston. I used to be an, an IT person mm -hmm. uh, managing projects. One of my team was in Sao Paulo, Brazil, database team and development team was in Bangalore. Uh, money was good, heart was not there. Alhamdulillah, Allah blessed me with children who have, uh, who are grown up now and they are settled down married. So I thought why not I drop the ball here and jump into relief work, start helping people. And SubhanAllah, Ikna Relief gave me free hand to implement all the projects like when we started with food pantry we didn't stop with that we went and formed relationship with the resettlement agencies that's how the refugee facilitation work started and uh, alhamdulillah we started distributing furniture pickup furniture was there and uh, after that car donation program came into existence then free medical services program came into existence and then uh, we have Women Transition Home and SubhanAllah, back to school project, we used to distribute like 100, 200 bags. Now it is 4,000 to 5,000 this year, inshallah. We are hooking up with all the school districts. So work has increased enormously. Uh, educating the refugees through ESL program, through for encouraging sisters to learn English through uh, ESL and as well helping them with sewing classes and uh, finding out those refugees who can speak English well, teaching them computer basic and Microsoft Office. And also right now, um, before this crisis started from past two months, we had been doing citizenship classes for those refugees who are nearly four, four and a half years here with their green cards so that they can go ahead and apply for citizenship and get their citizenship done. And uh, Alhamdulillah, a lot of good work uh, had been happening here. And again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who puts all those thoughts in your mind and also open ways in his own mysterious way so that we can 
have donors, we can have volunteers hooked up to this project and then they help it implement it successfully. Inshallah. You said before when you worked in IT, there was, it was technical, there was good money, but there was no heart. Here, it seems 100% heart. Like just hearing the passion that you have for um, giving back and helping is phenomenal. You can just hear it in your conviction in what you do. Alhamdulillah, sister. Uh, there are several uh, instances that kind of, uh, uh, yes, there were frustration initially, like the, all the hard work I was supposed to do by myself, initial days, and then slowly I formulated some processes. I start help from other uh, local refugee members, and then Alhamdulillah, now we have a, a very good staff structure here. Uh, we have hierarchies, we have uh, uh, supervisors who are taking care of all the work and everything. But apart from that, several instances made me, uh, pulled me back to this work. For example, one instance which I cannot forget is uh, in 2013, it was hot summer and Ramadan. A uh, sister was standing in the last, in the line, and she was the last sister. I was giving out numbers. And this sister had three little children, aged between two and seven. And uh, it was around 8.15 in the morning. When I gave that number to her, she received like 90 or 95 or something. And she said, brother, I have to go back to my house uh, quick. Uh, can you please let me go early? I said, sister, you have 94 people before you. How can I let you go early? I can't be asking permissions from them. Then she said something which really struck, got pasted in my mind, which is she said, I took two buses, one train, walked two miles with these three little children in the early morning, and I'm here asking for food. Now I have to take the same route back, walk two miles with the food, and then take a train, then take a bus, and then take a bus and go to my house. We immediately brought to her to the food pantry gave her enough and requested one of the lead volunteer to go drop the food and uh, drop the sisters at her, at, at her house once wrapped the whole operation for the day was wrapped up i went and visited her to find out what's happening with her i found few frugal things in the house um, one uh, small table which she said she pulled from the dumpster and few toys here and there little bit of uh, pots and pans and that's it I asked her, what is her side of story? And she said she was a victim of physical abuse for seven years, seven, eight years. And she was bearing it patiently, making dua to Allah to give her a break. The first child, witnessing the physical abuse on her mother, went and complained to her teacher. TPS came and took away all the children, and she also followed. The mother also followed the children. For two years, she was kept in different women shelters, Muslims, non-Muslim women shelter. And she said, sometime I was forced to consume non-halal non, uh, items too, because there was nothing, there was no option then. Now after two years, two and a half years, my caseworker had found a section eight home for me. I just have to pay $40 for this single bedroom apartment. And uh, I have, uh, I need help. And she holds a, uh, a bachelor's of economics degree from her country. <clears throat> and she said, uh, I can do some computer courses online, get me a laptop, 
I know how to sew clothes, get me a sewing machine. And uh, we started helping her, bringing all the items, whatever she needed, furniture and everything, household items. And Alhamdulillah, we asked her not to come to the food pantry and we started de delivering food to her. For nearly two years, we supported that way. And then one day she said, I'm, I'm good with the computer classes now. Help me format my resume. So we prepared her resume, floated around. One of the doctors was kind enough to hire her as a front desk person. And now she needs a car. Alhamdulillah, we ran campaign and one of the brothers supported her. And uh, now, mashallah, it's been nearly five, six years. She stopped coming to our food pantry and she passed the citizenship test. Now she brought her parents on an immigration and she is working in a school, I think so, drawing enough, supporting herself, Alhamdulillah. So every step yeah. she took towards success, Alhamdulillah, Ikna relief was to help her. She said, like how a father would take care of a daughter, Ikna relief took care of me. That is such a moving story. Thank you so much for sharing it. You're most welcome, sir. <laughs> Give me one second. <laughs> so this is just one, one simple case, sister. We have been dealing with several of these sisters, especially. That's the reason we made it mandatory. Any single mother's request comes for car, for food, for any other request. We put first, prioritize, first prioritization on, on that particular uh, request and then do our best to support them because they are they need a lot of support mental support and uh, financial support uh, support from all all areas alhamdulillah thank you for everything that you do and thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule right now to come and talk with us if anybody wants to get involved and support can you repeat your number in a way for them to either donate or contact you Yes, uh, my number is, my name is Zahid Hussain and I'm the director of hunger prevention for Ikna Relief. My phone number is 214-298-5857. And please go ahead and give me a call or text me, inshallah ta'ala. I will uh, explain what kind of help we require here, especially for this COVID-19 crisis that's happening. Thank you again so much for your time. Um, your stories that you shared were truly moving and Hopefully we can get together once this is all over and uh, be back in the masjid again. Inshallah. 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 Allah make it happen soon. Inshallah. Inshallah. All right. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.